Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to Ladies the Hot and Take Hot Box. We are back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. You can find this podcast anywhere. That has any sort of audio. Spotify, Apple. I don't think we're on Google iTunes. no more. We're definitely on Lime iTunes. Wire. Not on LimeWire. I used to get Rick rolled on there all the time. But uh, we will be on YouTube today, hopefully, unless I lied. But I should have the uh, uh, capabilities to get us onto YouTube. And uh, we are here to talk about UFC Vegas, I believe, 71. Sergey Pavlovich and Curtis Blades will have some Gervonta Davis. And Ryan Garcia conversation. I am joined by Ty Capone, as I always am. Ty, how are you feeling today? Uh, how, I mean, we didn't do that well, but how are you feeling? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. There's a good day. I'm, I'm, I got the day off. I've been winning some bets lately in, in non UFC matters, of course. Of course. I could Pass bet on, on fucking. Patchy mix, but, you know. <laughs> I could bet on, like, the Kazakhstan national swimming team, and I'd probably, you know, be a millionaire. But if I bet on. Uh, the stuff that we talk about and watch literally hours of film for just the fr- fire marshal to come out here and not know what to do. Um, it hurts, but feel good today. Ready for uh, ready to always love my Monday and Tuesday discussions with you. Recapping the fights. Re- we get to recap a Norman Dumont fight, which should, uh, yeah, that should, that should wake us up. Maybe put us to sleep, but wake somebody up. Got to put that on the card. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and we lost the Priscilla Cachuera fight. We really got screwed this weekend. Uh, but I guess we honestly should... we needed that card needed that fight. I mean, this card needed fucking something, man. I'm sitting there on Saturday. I'm out at my buddy's house watching this, these fights on my phone. They're like, "What are you doing?" And I'm literally thinking in my head, "You're right. What am I doing, man?" Like I'm sitting here watching this bullshit on my phone, and I'm just watching my picks get smothered. Absolutely yeah. smothered with a fucking the pillow. ones that were winning lost. The oh, ones that were yeah, losing still yeah. lost. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jeremiah Wells gets hit with a gust of wind, and he's fucking fighting for his life. Let's let's get into it. Let's the get into cards, the card. Yeah, the score- refer the referees. <laughs> oh, there was it was the whole holy trinity. And then the, the worst part is Joe Martinez. Okay, fight man. <laughs> oh, stop it! Yeah, give know. me a give me give him a break. That's how I you like know. Joe. That's how you know it's always a low level card when Joe Martinez is out there and <laughs> Bruce doesn't make the trip. When you got Joe Martinez and John Gooden, you're like fucking great. He actually is not that bad. I know I like to have fun with that, but um, it's just basically if you don't see Bruce in there, you're like, okay, we got some low level shit going on today. But and you know who I thought had a good night, who? Dominic Cruz. I actually thought he did very well. I thought he provided the correct analysis. He wasn't saying, you know, oh, he's not in the submission, guys. Don't worry. Meanwhile, the guy's arm is off his body. He's like, nope, he's good. Uh, that none of that happened. Uh, I actually thought he did really well, him and Paul. Uh, John Gooden. Well, Paul Paul Felder has – he has some biases, if you will. Anytime there's a local Philly boy or, or, or whatnot Gordon. getting in there. Yeah, <laughs> he's not – he likes to defend his jersey and Philly boys. But honestly, I don't – you know, D.C. gets away with it all the time. He has very, very uh, strong biases, and he is on main uh, pay-per-view. So funny let's as, get into it. Funniest shit was uh, when they ran the ad or the um – the preview of the promo for Cejudo and Sterling, and they showed the clip of Cruz getting uh, knocked out. 
and he had to shit on Peterson again. He just goes, yeah, I thought he stopped that fight a little bit too early, but uh, Tudor's a great, you know, like went right into it. Like, and tr- then they asked, I think uh, John Gooden asked him a question about Cejudo. He's like, you would know about that, wouldn't you, Dom? And he's like, yep, yeah, I would. <laughs> kind of funny, but I, Dom, Dom is a low-key funny guy. I, I shit on him a lot. Uh, meanwhile, it should be DC. He's like, uh, like dickish funny, if that makes sense. Like he's such yeah. a douchebag. Very he says shit. Dry like, humor. Yeah, man. Very uh, robotic. Very uh, <laughs> monotone sometimes. But he is. He's like the. Uh, he's like the Yang to Paul Felder's Yin, or the opposite. I don't know. Yeah, how that close works, enough. But. Close enough. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the card, man. We had eleven fights. We like I said, we had one drop out. Uh, we didn't really think about it until now. When I was like, oh shit, you know, we did actually. Lose a fight this weekend. Priscilla Cachuera missed weight by five pounds. Not even close. How many times has she done that? Not even close. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just move up. Stop trying to fight 25. But uh, one person I wish would have missed weight was Curtis Blades. And Curtis Blades came out, fought Sergei Pavlovich, and looked exactly like all those other guys that we named before uh, fought against him. Uh, You know, at least... You know, Shamil Abdul-Rachmanov put up more of a fight than all of these guys combined, basically. Uh, it was just – I was I was covering my eyes. I can't believe yeah. the way he looked on. I mean, I, I was I was touting him. Like, I, I've never been a big Blades guy, huge Blades guy, but I, I respect his skill, and he's a huge guy. He wrestles, does a lot of good things, man. He looked horrible, Horrible, and I don't even know what his game plan, what he was trying to do. He stood and just ate shots from Sergey Pavlovich, threw a couple here and there. I, but he didn't. He didn't even try to put his hands on him, which I mean, I guess he was. The thought was to wait a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I really just had this one wrong. I should be more mad at myself, but I don't know. I, I, wh- where do we get? Where do we go wrong here, Ty? Um, probably. Probably trusting the, the guy who doesn't really have a high fight IQ, I think. Um, you know, he's been testing his hands recently uh, as of late, and I thought, I guess, my thinking was, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just we, we trust the Curtis Blades too much, probably because the Aspinall fight was 15 seconds. The Dawkins fight, he knew he could test his hands with Chris Dawkins, that he wasn't going to be in any kind of trouble. And then before that was the Rosenstroke decision and before that was a Lewis knockout loss so it's kind of been a weird uh weird last couple fights for Curtis Blades he's been getting wins he's always a winning fighter um in between the Francis and Derek Lewis knockouts he had uh, I think a four fight winning streak Uh, in between the first Francis and the second Francis loss he had like a five fight winning streak so you know he wins five he loses he wins four he loses and he always loses to the top guys the you know Derek Lewis at least at the time uh was a top guy Francis, obviously, the top guy. And now Sergey Pavlovich, I mean, there's people saying, yo, I don't want to see Stipe. And, you know, there's a lot of Stipe fans. You know, Stipe won a couple fights, and they said, this is the best heavyweight ever. There's a lot of UFC fans who are tied into uh, their Stipe fandom, but a lot of people are calling for that um, that uh, Sergey Pavlovich title shot. And I, I I see why. I mean, what does he have, the, the longest first-round knockout, the third, I think, longest first-round knockout streak in UFC history behind, like, Don Fry and... Uh, I forget who number one was. He's at six, I believe, and they were at seven and eight. He's 20, he's 30, so he's, you know, 84-inch reach. John's not going to have – what's John's? I think 80, 84. 84, 84. It's right there. Um, He's just such an interesting fighter, man. He has power in both hands. You know, he's not the most technical, but he's – the way he throws his strikes, you know, he'll, he'll kind of throw a, a looping or like a, a, a weird straight 
followed up by like a little mini uppercut. He kind of just gets in there, man. He really just he finds a way around the guard, through the guard, under the guard. And even when he doesn't hit you 100%, dude, I remember he hit Curtis Blades with a big right hook. And it cut, he, he like blocked most of it, but he still wobbled a little bit. And that's oh, yeah. what I knew. You better get this fucking takedown, dickhead, or else uh, it's over. And he, he he didn't even shoot. He like went for like one level change, and that that didn't do anything. It was too late though. I, he had already been like fucking. He'd already been rocked. Racked. Like it, it 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 seemed like he was letting Sergey dictate what was going on, as opposed to him coming out and dictating what was going to happen. Yeah, no light kicks to to slow down the movement. Uh, no jab to kind of you know give him something to think about or stifle the uh, aggression. No, I mean, honestly, I would have waited like just after he threw one combo, after Pavlovich threw one combo, and then just shot a blast double just to see what happens. I mean, he's not going to throw any kicks or knees up the middle. He doesn't really throw straight punches. He throws a lot of hooks. So I guess maybe he was scared to run into another uppercut, but he definitely ran into a lot more than that. Yeah, I mean. So I wasn't, yeah, like you said, I'm not really sure what. And now from here, you know, where does he go from here? He's 32. He's been knocked out a couple times. He's obviously not in that top tier of fighters. I mean, uh, at heavyweight, I mean, you got Jelton Almeida, who's just a. If Jelton Almeida didn't start his career at 205, he'd be uh, closer, or if not where Sergey Pavlovich is right now, or at least, you know, around that area. Uh, all he needs is another winner, too. And, and Jelton Almeida will be probably ascending past Curtis Blades. Uh, they might even match those two up because Curtis Blades has the wrestling. And um, he might be next you know, after Rosenstruck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just I think it's a mental thing with him. I I really do. I think that that happens a lot with heavyweights. Um, I'm not gonna say he's cooked. I mean, he you know he, he listen. He was landing a little bit on on Pavlovich. Pavlovich has a nice chin. Uh, oh, he wasn't yeah. getting hit with huge huge shots, but you know he said, "I don't give a fuck. Like you can yeah. hit me. I'm gonna hit you. We can we can trade all we want. This is what I want. You can hit me because I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with a straight right. And you, he just dude, he sneaks that uppercut in. It's like a it's like a uh, a straight turned into an uppercut. Um, really just dangerous strike. Goes to the body. Nasty fucking jab. Just very stiff and just straight. Quick. Um, lightning quick. He he really does have some of the... Uh, Najee, our boy Najee, was telling me uh, before the before the card had started, he's like, I don't know, man. I Pavlovich, the, Pavlovich is scary. I'm like, no, dude. He, he is scary, but... Uh, I just got it wrong. I think I guess we got it wrong. Yeah, we did. No, no surprise. But listen, what didn't I say before? I was like, I want to root for Pat. Like I'm all been all in on Pavlovich since he fought. I don't know why we didn't just do it. I know because we've been getting cooked. We've been getting absolutely cooked, and it's in our head, man. Because we're like, ah, you know, like this is what we think is going to happen. The last like three weeks, what we thought was going to happen didn't happen. So we're like, you know what, Blades is probably just going to, you know. Mo Throne. And about 30 seconds into this fight, I was like, oh my God, I cannot <laughs> yeah. believe I did this. Like, that's. I was screaming. I'm so mad at myself, and that's why I'm, I vowed I don't care how wrong I am. I'm just going to go with what I think. I'm not trying to be smarter than whatever. I'm going through a rough patch. I'm going to have to. I, I'm going to get my shovel, and I will dig deeper into this hole before I can you get know, myself out of you, it. <laughs> do you want to know how. how uh... How deep I dug a hole. I bet five hundred dollars on Yasmin Lucindo money line. That's how down bad and scared Jesus. I was. Shout out to units out there. Anyone who out there yeah, is playing she, big units. She, I will say she didn't, win. she didn't return me much, but it was it was safe. Yeah, you need <laughs> we needed you needed to see like a minus four hundred on the thing, man. I, yeah, needed to see a fucking plus in your account, but. Uh, the thing I got a text from my boy Tony. Uh, shout out to Tony Mons out there. He texted me about like I was like he's like you're really on blades. I'm like yeah, you know I gave him all the reasons I gave on the podcast, and he was like, listen man, every time this guy 
fights in a big fight where he his title opportunity is like right on the horizon, he folds. Nope. And every time he's in these situations, he hasn't shown up big. So he's like, I don't believe it until I see it. And I was like, damn. And we were kind of saying that Smart. with Pavlovich, we don't believe it until we see it uh, with a, like a big-time wrestler who could maybe right. stand their ground. And uh, that's the thing with Pavlovich, though, like you kind of said, man. He takes a shot. He's ready for the war. And he's fought guys in Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa who are much scarier on the feet than any threat Curtis Blades could have uh, opposed. And he's, he's cutting through every style. Every kind of fighter that you put in front of him, guys who have power, guys who are quick, uh, guys who wrestle, you know, who have held people down and dominated them. He's he's dominating everyone in this. I mean, I don't know what kind of Russian shit they got going on, man. I mean, I'm seeing videos of this guy playing slots before before yeah. he, before his fight, just hanging out like it, he's truly like a Russian murderer. That's what they they've sent us. And he doesn't speak yeah. any English. All he does is they like throw the gloves on him, and he just goes in there and fucks people up. You gotta, you gotta have respect it. for it. And now, now I'm like worried about whoever he fights. What's like, <laughs> what is a John Jones and him fight? I guess that's the only thing left here to really talk about is what's next, because the fight wasn't that long, and it yeah. really would. It, it, it looked like a lot of the other fights that he had been in, where you knew right away, okay, this is a Pavlovich fight unless something crazy happens. Like he's the better. Excuse me, he's the better guy. So, I mean, I thought John Jones and Curtis Blades would be a good fight. I guess I, I was completely wrong on that too. What does a Pavlovich and John Jones fight look like? Is John, I mean, Pavlovich doesn't. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he, the shit has changed since the three years ago when Alistair was taking him down. It's not doesn't look easy to take him down, man. I mean, he's a massive, massive guy. I don't think John couldn't do it. But I guess I'm a little less. Uh, I'm a little worried now as to what 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 that would look like, and I that's I think that's why you hear John Jones like, yeah, I'm getting out of here after this Stepe fight, man. You know, I, uh, yeah, I'm all right yeah, on I this. Forgot. You know, I see some I of these fucking guys that. coming up, man. I don't, you know, I'm all right on that. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I see people talking I, Aspinall as well, like they would want to see Pavlovich and Aspinall. I mean, I feel like I haven't seen Aspinall in forever. I mean, that guy's leg exploded. So Aspinall should fight Gone or something like that. Uh, if that's he what he wants Almeida. to do. He'll get killed. Uh, until I see, it's another guy where I'm not jumping off this Almeida train until I see him. Yeah, if we get an carried Almeida, off on a stretcher like that, that's I'm all in on Jalton Almeida. If we get an Almeida blades, I wish, but an Almeida gone anything, I'm hammering the absolute. I mean, I'm making sure you do it. I'm making sure that you make sure I do it. That we're hammering Mr. Almeida because that's that's the real boogeyman here because he can. He's not maybe maybe he's not the stand up threat of Pavlovich, but when he I mean he has something that pretty much nobody has in heavyweight, and that's nasty submission grappling, nasty wrestling, and devastating ground and pound. Like that kind of combination. Such a powerful wrestler, man. It just you know, he's had no like no matter what weight class they've had him at, he's had no problem just throwing people around. Yeah. Doesn't matter how many weeks notice or anything. He's he he's like the Brazilian uh, murderer. I guess you talked about the Russian murderer that they sent over here. Brazil sent us one too. So, thank you for that. They line up across from each other. Sergey Pavlovich, John Jones. Say they fight in July. Who are you taking? And what do you think the odds would be at? Um, John would probably be like minus three. You think so? I would say. Yeah, I think he smokes him. You think he would just exactly what we thought Curtis Blades would do? He would just do. Just on a, a yeah, he's on a, a higher he's level. Gonna, his IQ would he's be. He's going to kick him. Yeah, and he's going to wrestle him. He's going to take. He's going to get him down. Listen, I, 
I know I said Curtis Blade should have gotten him down and should have out-wrestled him. John Jones will do that. John Jones will yeah. take anybody at heavyweight down. It's just a matter of, uh, it, it, you know, the IQ, the skill. <clears throat> um, he's just so smooth, and he's a big boy now at heavyweight. I know all these other guys are big, but John Jones is a big boy. So I think we need to start talking about how big and natural he is at heavyweight. And I think he takes him down, and that's probably, that's just it. I don't know what he does after that. He can probably just ground and pound and get another crucifix because Pavlich is going to try to explode up, give him his back, get rear naked choked. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. But. That is it. 100%. So I'm we'll see. We'll see. I'm worried about that. But uh, I he guess. He knocks John's block off. I mean, we're going to be fucking losing our shit. Yeah. But I, I guess it's the first time like where I'm actually looking. I, I don't know. Pavlovich just exceeded my expectations again this weekend. He, I just, at what point do I stop putting limits on this guy? I mean, I'm, I'm just amazed at how quick he, he for a heavyweight, for his, a big and powerful of a guy he, as he is. Like I would have loved to see him versus Francis. Like someone's going yeah. to sleep a hundred percent, and I don't know who. Yeah. Like those um, odds would be much closer, right? You think? Then I. Uh, yeah. Like what? Probably. I always think about this too. Like, what would John and 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 Francis be? What would like a line for that be? Would Would John be the favorite now that we've seen it at, at heavyweight and he dominated the I guy have to and gone right? Like one seventy five minus two hundred. Okay. All right. Maybe. Maybe I'm. I, I mean, I, I, don't I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it, it could, could be go. open up close and then you know one thirty, one forty, and then go from there. You see all the money comes in on, but I don't know. Ngannou hasn't fought in a while, so I guess all that would have to be a factor. Also, probably never going to fight in the UFC. Yeah, that, no, it's, so it's not kind of a, a useless Dana. conversation. But yeah, Dana, Dana like, loves taking shots at him. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, he, he, I guess yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's a shame because I would love to see that guy fucking. I mean, he, he, he said he's guy. the most difficult fighter he's ever had to deal with, and I, I, I can kind of see. I mean, the guy wants to fight like he wants like Tyson Fury money, and then he wants to fight Tyson Fury. He just seems a little unrealistic in what he thinks. You know, but I also don't know many things, so I'm kind of just blindly assuming. I mean, it also seems like he's getting paid well in comparison to what he's bringing in, which is always yeah, a conversation on the U- in the UFC uh, area. Offered the biggest heavyweight deal ever. Ever he turned it down, and John got it. So, yeah. like, I mean, it seems like you, you know you don't have the best uh, the best guys in your ear, but and that was always a, a, a like perfect sort of fight. It seems like they moved Sergey Pavlovich up to two now. I don't know. I guess he was three before the fight, but he yeah. is two now. Uh, I just had it up. Where is uh, Curtis Blades? Is still four. I don't know if that's if they. I guess they they don't change them till today or tomorrow or one of those days. But yeah, I mean, he's moved up a spot. Stipe's down to three now. Uh, yeah. So let's keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. Bruno Silva, absolutely just decimated Brad Tavares in the, in the first round. I, I I I don't know. There was a lot of conversation of maybe it was a little bit earlier than – I mean, he got up and complained, but, you know, he was getting hurt. I, I don't really uh, – I mean, he was somewhat there, but, I mean, that one shot where I think it was a ground and pound where he comes in and right after the knee just bomb and you see his lights kind of flicker. So I, I, after that – who was refing this one? Mark was this a Mark Smith? Uh, I feel like that's what my um, uh, yeah yeah it was. So I always am like, oh boy, like this guy can never get it right. Yep. But uh, you know, the people that I was with were saying that too, and I, I was like, you know, either way, he's, he, at, like you, we were on the he wrong side here, or <clears throat> I was, you know. So yeah, so I I told everyone to I thought Tavares was going to win. I think you said the same thing. So yeah, yeah, go win for Bruno Silva. Yeah, um, 
you know, a good bounce back from, you know, pretty much getting embarrassed by Gerald Mearstar and then comes back and just disposes of Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares, though, you know, he's been he's been looking uh, as he's making as he's been making improvements slightly over the years. He's also been losing some durability just and, you know, yeah, that that falls off a cliff very quickly. And once your speed starts to diminish and once your defense starts to diminish, the last thing to go is power. He never had power. So uh, kind of sucks. He's always been a, a solid, pretty good pretty decent fighter but yeah Bruno still a big win for him he needed this or else he was uh he was looking down the barrel of I think three four five losing streak or something like that so good win good win for Bruno Silva we keep it moving Bobby Green Jared Gordon uh this was originally a TKO win for Bobby Green and then they reviewed it looked at it and Bobby Green had with a pretty sick headbutt to uh knock down nice. Jared Gordon then he gets the finish afterwards so they called it an accidental <laughs> Clash of Heads, which ends the fight in a no contest. So, pretty crazy. I don't even know if it was accidental the way he fucking. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like dip, he just dip, charged him just... with his head and just took him out. But Southpaw Orthodox too, that'll happen, and he's done that before. But Bobby Green just a, he's just this is why this is why he's a dumb it dumb, uh, dumb guy. We always talk about how he's an idiot. Uh, he's weird. Uh, he goes on Ariel after the show, freaking the fuck out, calling him calling Jared Gordon a pussy or saying you know. Uh, I have all these scars on my face from headbutts, um, and I think I forget who it was came out. And, I think it was oh my god, it was Matt Brown. He said we should uh, we should legalize headbutts, and then he said, you know what, we should bring back everything. I'm like, oh Christ, and then he said, I'm going to make a fighting organization where you can do everything, and I was like, oh no, what are we doing? Why are all these fighters trying to make their own organizations? But anyway, that that'll never happen. But um. Yeah, Bobby Green's. And I wish he got a loss for. I wish he got disqualified. Um, feel bad for Jared Gordon. I mean, you know, the guy has some really just terrible luck throughout yeah. his entire career. Um, yeah, I think they should run this back honestly because it was a pretty competitive fight. I thought Bobby Green was winning, but it was close. Um, but yeah, yeah, Bobby Green's and, quick, know. man. I uh, <clears throat> I, I kind of had the feeling this could this kind of version of him could show up and could happen, but. I don't know. Yeah, just a weird, weird finish. So you know, we and no one gets any of the money that they bet here. They just get it thrown back in their face, which is it's not a loss, but it's just leaves you with a weird, weird taste. So Yasmin Lucindo, Brogan Walker, Brogan Walker got dominated like we thought. Couldn't we? We I don't think we really got super close to a finish here either, which we both had on the card, which was unfortunate, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Brogan Walker though. just not yeah, just not not on this level, man. No, she got taken down four times. Uh, she didn't get really controlled <coughs> for much, but her just our all around game is just not good. And I think Lucindo is good. I think she's going to have some limitations for sure. She's a little short. She doesn't seem to be that strong. Uh, she has some good technique. I mean, listen, she's twenty one fucking years old. I think she's the youngest woman on the roster. And I think she's only the third youngest fighter on the roster behind. I want to say Raul Rosas and Chase Hooper. Could be wrong. But, um, I mean, dude, for being 21, for being a 21-year-old female, not from the U.S., uh, I know it might sound kind of crazy, but she is very uh, not green. She's very uh, mature in the way she uh, fights. I just, again, I, I do think she, uh, it seems like she's going to have some some kind of limitations. But, again, who knows? We have a lot, a lot more to see from her. Maybe if she moves down or, just, I guess, stays up, stays up there. She'll be fine. Brogan Walker, I mean, she's probably, you know, an unnecessary signing by the UFC, but what are you going to do? 
Yeah, I, I get the Moley's wanting to beef up the ladies' divisions, but Brogan Walker is not it. And she that was just not not really a competitive fight. How about Jeremiah Wells getting the split decision over Matthew Semmelsberger? Controversial <laughs> split decision, you could uh, say. Mr. Wells yeah. hit the ground multiple times in this fight. Uh, takedowns had a lot of control. Kind of a fight that could have gone either way on the scorecards. You really didn't feel confident when those things were being read uh, for either side, I would say. But uh, after your, yeah. I know you rewatched this. So, what did you think? I thought Wells uh, should have gotten the edge in either two or all three rounds. Okay. Um, I Rick Winner gave the first and the second to Semmelsberger, which I thought was kind of crazy. But you know, I, I guess like you know, it's kind of a hard fight for me to really feel confident on one way or the other. I mean, it could it could have been any kind of different scorecard, and I guess I would have understood. I didn't bet on this, also, I don't think officially. So, you did have Wells money line, so you cashed out there. Perfect. But. There you go. I was all the losses. I'm like, I have a win. Oh my god, say it ain't so. Um, but I, you know, I, I wasn't even like trying to be biased about that. I do like Wells, but I also like Simmelsberger. So I wasn't sure. I, I, I mean, I was watching the first round. I wasn't sure what the fuck to think. And then the second round was a carbon copy of the first round. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the third round starts, and it's kind of like the first two. <laughs> I'm like, this is insane. This is madness. Wells gets dropped to start each round, and then he rallies to win each round. And honestly, I think he did. Like, in the first round, he got, he got, uh, he got dropped once and wobbled a second time. Um, but man, he came back and he was laying some nasty ground and pound. He was doing some nasty ground and pound the whole fight. So I thought he won 29-28, something like that. But um, what did you think? I thought the same thing. I thought I thought it was twenty nine twenty eight. I think he lost the first round because he got cooked very early on, and he really didn't have the same control that he got in those other rounds. I think the second round he got hurt early on again, but he was able to stay on top for like three. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like it felt like a while. Yeah, and then the third round was all his as well. So it just—I um, think the fight kind of shifted once Wells realized once he gets his hands on him, he pretty much can do whatever he wants. He's so powerful, and his technique—he's a good wrestler. So, kind of just controlled his way to a victory. Didn't really um, come close to a finish necessarily, or get you know any of those submissions off. Yeah. But uh, well, you know, he just kind of was was in in a little bit of like uh, fight for your you know fight or flight mode. Once he got hurt early on, I mean, this is early on in the fight about the first minute. The first he was yeah, wobbled. I was just at the first like exchange. Yeah, he was wobbled and he was dropped, and it was you know we were like, oh boy, we, you know this this pick was really it really went left. I mean, Semmelsberger just presents that threat, but it's a little worrisome that Semmelsberger wasn't able to hurt Alex Morano and he's able to hurt Wells multiple times. So, um. I mean, Wells n- never really walked away saying he has the greatest chin of all time either. So, uh, oh, no. let's uh, let's see what's up next for him. I mean, he like we've talked about, he's a little older gentleman, you know. He unless he gets that right, he gets his hands on you, which it's very possible. We just saw Curtis Blades try to get his hands on somebody and go to sleep. So he's very explosive. I'll say that. Yes, he, he um, is. He's a super it's athlete. Be a tough matchup for anybody, unless you know you have to kind of match him with that wrestling. Uh, Sunnelsberger does not have that, so. Yeah, well, I mean, he can only be mad at himself. He hurt him like 37 times, you know, and he pretty much won every – when it was striking, he just dominated. So, tough tough loss for him. Christos Gallegos, we were uh, – at least I was on the wrong side of this one, Chad. You know, given, given the respect to Ricky Glenn, uh, this was not really a close fight. <laughs> a minute 35 First seconds. First time he's ever knocked out. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? 
Yep, and that's just how oh. you know sometimes it is when you're when you're betting this shit because you're like, yeah, look, you look at all. Of, no, he's never been fucked. Yeah, the guy's <laughs> all of a sudden they're they're fucking scooping his ass up with a backhoe to get him out of there, and you're like, that god looked, damn it, did, man. Did you have a problem with that stoppage at all? Uh, not really. I didn't think so because he face planted it. Yeah, right? I mean, it's I some of them are early, but. I can't really uh, get too upset oh, about that. I, uh, you know, Mr. Montalvo rolls out and does one fight. I never really had a problem with him before, but it, it wasn't like where I was like, oh, and he got hit, and I was like, okay, like, yeah. I, I, I tend to let these guys, you know, fight a little longer, but also I'm not gonna be mad at somebody for not trying to <laughs> give a guy extra brain damage because if he would have stayed sure. there and he would have just punched him six times more. Speaking of brain damage. Oh, this next one. Oh, I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know what, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Montel Jackson <laughs> and uh, Ronnie Good. Yaya, or Yaha, as, as we were calling him on Friday. <laughs> but, or Haha. Or Haha. Uh, Montel Jackson gets that. This this was our lock of the night, basically. Uh, we, he gets that inside the distance that we've been calling for and waiting for. It was just he needed an opponent who was going to fold pretty easily. And, well... Ronnie Yaha yeah, went down. He man. folded. Yeah, he met, he went to the land of wind and ghosts after that one. Shout out to Montel Jackson. Yeah, he needed this finish. It's literally what we were saying, the finish that he needed. Kind of like uh, Cody Stamen needed the finish over Eddie Wineland. And guess what? They both got it with – well, he, his took a couple minutes. He had him on the ground, right? Um, <clears throat> but once uh, once they were standing, man, that counter left. Boop, dropped him and he – he like slowly melted. In like slow motion, it was kind of fun. Not, I don't want to say funny, but it kind of was funny. Um, he just fell into a puddle of just death and despair, and he got hit a couple more times after that. He was looking up at the uh, the scoreboard, uh, the jumbotron, if they even have one, looking up the lights uh, right in his in his eyes. So yeah, it kind of sucks. But he's like forty nine, maybe sixty five. I don't know, but brutal, brutal. If you were to just put Montel Jackson, Yasmin listened to money line parlay, I. I don't know why I didn't put my whole life on it. Yeah, that's why um, this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing the we're bringing parlays in. Enough's enough. Yep. We're, I'm done. Breaking I'm news. done being a sucker betting these props and losing on. I'm going straight money line parlays because I know who's gonna fucking win half the time. I just yeah. never pick the right sides on these things, and you know, I and you know, and here a little segue. I knew Norman Dumont was gonna. Well, I felt like Norman Dumont was gonna Brutal. win just because you know that's Cut both of them. Yeah, they're not good, man. And I really don't want to spend too much time. I want to just keep it moving. There's really nothing else to say. I mean, listen, Norma Dumont got the win. She probably should have gotten the win. But good. Carol Hosa, she waited until the third round to do anything. Like, she can only be mad at herself. Um, Hopefully, Denise Gomez can help her with something and win a fight. Because that was so goddamn pathetic. Um, (laughs) I also found it funny that (laughs) um, both women said that they were going to get a title shot with a win. And I thought, if either one of these women ever get a title shot, unless it's in ACA or LFA or RFA, I will have to write a strongly worded letter. They wouldn't actually do Amanda Nunes versus fucking Norma Dumont, would they? I mean, we joked about that for a while, but, I mean, come on, right? Could it come to fruition? Could it have? Could we have will no into existence way, right? three years in advance? I don't know. I mean, there's nobody at 145, right? I don't think it's a thing. You can't even open. There is no rankings. Yeah. Does Amanda still have a belt? Does she still yeah, carry yeah. on the she's, fucking... She's the double, double champion on the, on the website. So, 
That's so sad. Uh, they yeah. got to just do something about that because it's such a mirage. It's not even real. Well, I mean, way. you really think about it, though. Norma Dumont might. She's the she's next up at forty five. If we're really thinking about it, I mean, there's no one else. Yeah, it's either her or Macy Chason. Didn't she beat Macy Chason? I don't even. Did Macy they fought, Chason beat her? She, I think she did. I forget. She did. Split decision. Wow. Run it back. <laughs> Macy Chason though just took a big old L to Irene Aldana, but that's that's down at thirty five. If I'm not mistaken, we, so. the world is waiting for a Norma Dumont Kayla Harrison fight. I think at one fifty five. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, no. The women's lightweight division. Now, let's just say no on that. Uh, I don't. I poor Norman doesn't deserve that. Uh, she would win. I don't know. I'm not even going to joke. It's funny because Norma's quick and hits hard. Like she has pretty decent like tools to work with, but she just doesn't. It seems like she just doesn't want to. <laughs> I, well, it's forty. It's women's She's forty-five. Strong. I mean, who are these girls really fighting for for the most part? I mean, Norma Dumont has taken out. Felicia Spencer, Aspen Ladd, Danielle Wolf, and Carol Hosa. So, you know, Ashley like Evans just, Smith, don't forget about oh that. You know, she got she got eliminated by Megan Anderson back in the day. <laughs> I I don't know who even fights at 45 where like I, I don't even know when's the next time Amanda Nunes would fight. Why is there even that division still She's existing? Fighting. Her next fight's her not, her next fight might even be a bigger weight of any fight at 145 and it's at 135. So it's like, you know, they're really uh Grassman for straws when it comes to the 135 and 145 pound divisions. If it's a division, again, who the fuck knows? At least there's like a Ketlin Vieira and uh, Irene Aldana at 35, yeah. and some like I mean, there's these holdovers who are still there, but but it's so bad that we're having Juliana Pena fight again. She's gonna get battered. That's yeah. That what a waste of time that all is. I guess it's, we've spent way too much time talking about this upper echelon, <laughs> yeah. you know, of the 45 and 35 women's division. <laughs> How about Mo Usman win uh, against Junior Taffa. This was a fucking ugly one as well. Uh, Junior Taffa, if he had any sort of um, self-control or his gas tank lasted longer than two minutes and 30 seconds, he would have won this fight easily. Usman was getting hurt any time a, 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 a light breeze came by. And uh, yeah. but, I mean, that's just how, that, in all seriousness, that's how that's how hard Junior Taffa throws. And that's I mean, he's got he's got skill. He's got those hands, but he, you know. Usman just That's took him it. down, just took him, kept taking him down, and there was no resistance from Taffa to get back up. And this was really just a sloppy, sloppy fight, and two guys who are at the lower level of the heavyweight division. Wow. Um, just banged my foot on the bottom of my bed uh, frame again. It's like uh, the fifth time. Just, I do it every yeah. time we're on this uh, episode, so that's good. I'm going to have a fractured foot by the end of the year. Um, yeah, you know, I thought it was cool that – uh, I heard, I think it was John Gooden say Mark Hunt way back in 2015 brought the Taffa brothers, Carlos Olberg, and Ty Toivasa to AKA Thailand. Uh, now, all, you know, that's eight years ago. Flash, flash ahead, and they're all in the UFC. Kind of cool. Uh, you know, there's definitely more. Are they all from New Zealand? Is that it? Or is it Australia? I, I always feel like I'm wrong. I believe they're from New Zealand. So we're seeing a lot more of them fight, mate. We're seeing a lot more of them come over. And uh, diversify their games. A lot of them obviously are strikers, but uh, kind of cool to see. But uh, Tafa, I feel like just needed some more, like a little bit more work before it came to the UFC. I know he fought Mo Usman, who's let's let's just get out of the way. Muhammad Usman is terrible. He is not a good fighter. He has the wrestling base, but he, he doesn't even really have good wrestling. No. You know, he just has he just has passable wrestling against guys like Junior Tafa, who don't have any wrestling. You know, I think Junior Tafa. I mean, what was he in Glory? Right, he was a Glory kickboxer. Um, only four MMA fights. 
I get it. You know, you can kind of rush some of these guys and you have to adjust on top of angle, but yeah, it seemed like he needed just a couple more fights somewhere else before he came over here, but, um, or just maybe better matchmaking. I don't know. Muhammad Usman, though, in the future, we're definitely, uh, fading this guy. He still almost lost. I mean, I guess didn't he almost lose, but, um, just if he's not the way he like moves when he gets hit, it's just really a red flag. Oh yeah, and if I'm telling you, if Tafa had any sort of experience or IQ, he would have had him out of there. So that, yeah, that's why easy. Usman is like on the big time fade list, uh, depending oh, yeah, on matchup. He might be number one if they don't put him against a can next time. Or I mean, even if he honestly, this is crazy to say, but if he fought like Chase Sherman, I think he would get fucked up. <laughs> Dude, we might have to take the the vanilla gorilla. Seriously, right? Like, I, I mean, he wouldn't have ease. Take, I mean, taking him down would probably be much. But I mean, like you said, Usman's wrestling isn't crazy good. No, he's just he's a strong motherfucker. He's a big guy. He's, rel- he's relentless. He goes for it, but he doesn't have a cardio, and he doesn't really have a top game. He doesn't have a smothering top game. I know he has a couple submissions on his record, but if he gets a submission in the UFC, I'd be very surprised. Um, I guess he hits hard, but dude, the way he throws punches, so disgusting. He like wings them as he drops his head. I just like I just waiting for somebody to kick him. Like I was waiting for Junior Top to throw a head kick and just catch him clean. Um, but Junior Top, I think I said Justin. But yeah, that's heavyweight boxing for you. That or, is uh, UFC. That, that is heavyweight boxing and that is heavyweight UFC action, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, disgusting. How about William Gomi Gome taking the split decision victory over Francis the Fire Marshal? Man. Uh, <laughs> Francis, we are Marshall. Yeah. Uh, did you agree with the decision first? Um, I, I don't even know because there was just nothing, nothing. There was so such low activity. Yeah. That I almost, you know, I didn't know who to give any any, <laughs> any rounds to. <laughs> I, I, I could have seen a two one either way. Um, I, so I didn't know this that William Gomi. This is always fun. Notice how me and you are always on the wrong side of these things. William Gomi had like sixty percent of his vision before he got a uh, corrective eye surgery, and now okay. he's now he sees perfectly. Right. So, um, I guess that explains his lackluster win against Jarno Aarons. Now he can see perfectly. It's kind of like Jameis Winston, except uh, he never really played better after getting his uh, vision fixed. So. Uh, Francis Marshall's corner man. I was talking about how he trains with Kurt Pellegrino, and he's you know. He's got some good people working with him, and especially they've they've been working with him since he was uh, even younger than he is now. He's still only 24. But um, questionable corner advice. Um, they were kind of telling him the wrong things uh, of what to do against Gomi. And, and then once they were trying to get him to use the wrestling and get takedowns, he just he you know he was unable to do anything. He couldn't close any of the distance, the kicks, the movement by Gomi. I mean, listen, he can move well. He bounces around there. He has some. He has some speed. William Gomi does, uh, but he's not very. He's very boring. I'll say that he's very low output. Um, I mean, I guess he's you know better than I thought he was, but I also didn't know he couldn't really see. So, um, yeah, just a weird, just a really boring, awful, low act, low, uh, low volume, low activity fight. I believe Francis Marshall only landed fifteen strikes um, in fifteen minutes. That's that's just uh, Ain't gonna significant do it. strikes. That is. No, it's just that's that's pathetic. Uh, he did get two takedowns. He got a couple minutes of control, but uh, didn't do anything with it. He landed four four of twenty nine, dude. He was four of twenty nine. No, he was six of fifty six in the second. I mean, just absolute piss poor uh, output. And even Dominic Cruz was saying, I'm trying to remember exactly what his corner was telling him to do. 
Um, I think they, I, I think they want him to go to the body, which made no sense because that just, uh, you know, you try to go to the body, that leaves the head kick, that leaves any kind of straight punch down the middle, which that's all Gomi throws is the little knees, the teeth kicks, the jabs, the straights. Uh, it opens it opens you up to get hit with all of those, and that's all he throws. So it kind of made no sense for them to, to also to attack the body. You can't attack the head. Why would you attack the body? And just uh, you know, uh, can you tell I had money on it? <laughs> I mean, Jesus fuck. But yeah. uh, very upset. I mean, it's just sad because he just knocked out Marcelo Rojo, and like Marcelo Rojo, you know, is not a, a title challenger, but like. Experience, dude. He, he's beating some guys. He's been in there with you know a lot of good fighters. And this 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 William Gomi guy, who Fernand Lopez calls the featherweight gone, which is just uh, hilarious. Not a good, I don't know if you want to be that either. But. Yeah, I don't even know if you if that's a good thing, but it's just hilarious because he's not the heavyweight gone. He's or featherweight gone. He's just not whatever. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about this fight. <laughs> Brady high stand. Uh, you basically said everything that needed to be said for me. I I second everything. So Brady Highstand <laughs> and Donna Baccarel, Baccari, Baccarel, Baccarel. That's actually Baccari, I believe. Baccari. Uh, how how about it, man? We we doubted we were on Donna, but uh, Mr. Highstand takes him out late in the third round. Uh, are you on the Highstand hype train by now? No, he stinks. I will say though. He's a dog. Yeah. He is a dog. Um, you know, he was getting busted up. He was getting bloodied up. He was getting just just beat up. Um, and then he just came back out of nowhere and just pulled it off. I mean, they, they told him he needed the takedown. <clears throat> and he got the takedown, but he turned into some nasty ground and pound. Uh, you know, it's funny because I was – as I'm watching Don take all these unanswered shots, I don't hear the, the, judge, the commentators really talk about how the fight's like almost over. And I'm like, well, it looks like it's almost over. And I'm like getting really worried. I'm like, um, you're eating a lot of punches. And he's just sitting there, like on all fours. I'm like, hello. And he just, that's it. He just quits. Um, he was winning the fight. He won- <laughs> Look at this. Okay, so you're going to love this one. Uh, remember how a while ago I said Ron McCarthy's father, Big John, needs to have a sit down with his son, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, for some reason, he, uh, Mr. Ron McCarthy gave Dana a 10-8 in the second round. Not really sure how that happened. Wow. Um, so all he had to do was survive that third round, Dana. He was up on all the scorecards. Um, and he just, he just, he just gave up. It was kind of crazy to see, but it was a good win for Brady Highstand. Honestly, I'm impressed. Uh, someone I know he was losing, but I, I, that was also a fight I didn't think he was going to win at all. Uh, let alone in, late in the fight. If there was anybody getting stopped late in the fight and, and, and giving up, uh, whose cardio was dumping, I thought it was going to be Brady Highstand. He stand high stand. Uh, but it was not. So definitely I got to give him dog, credit. Man. Yeah, you and he's still young. So, you know, there's definitely some things to work with, but he gets hit a lot. He gets hit easy, just like effortlessly. Like Dana was not really throwing and he was hitting him when he wanted to, you know? So uh, that's the, he definitely got to work on some things. But I, I think he's at Team Alpha Male or he's at, fuck, uh, I forget where they said. I think he trains at a really good gym. So that's good at least. Uh, he has some things to work work on, but 135 at kind of like the lower level, you can get away with some of those things. But yeah, very upset with Dana. They tried to just uh, you know cut him. Yeah, Dana might be at the end of his 
at the end of his tour of duty here in the UFC, it just yeah. When you're losing to up and coming prospects like that, not even like up in, like kind of the lower level of the up and coming. Um, yeah, and like and the way you lost. Yeah, exactly. Like the way you lost, Nothing. where you had him, and you kind of just shot your load, and just this guy just outdogged you basically. I don't know. I mean, he's got some highlight real finishes on this uh, record. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, was he the spinning back fist, or he, did he get spinning back fist? I mean, even if he's getting finished. By Gutierrez, he's, yeah. He's, he's on the highlight reel. So there you go. Shout out to Dana. Uh, never gonna bet that, bet that man again, even if he wins. I'll just Fuck stay no. away from it. So I wouldn't bet him against you. Uh, I would. How about? <laughs> how about? Uh, other than that, it was Patchy Mix winning the Grand Prix in Bellator. What did you uh, did you make anything of that? Were you? I know you were at home losing your mind. Uh, you uh, yeah, that was catchy. Awesome. Thank you. And, that uh, was. No, I mean it's a yeah. uh, awesome, awesome finish though. Um, I'm trying to find the entirety of that main card because I feel like Alina Lee McFarlane wins a split the decision. Entire, almost the entire card went to a was a unanimous decision up until like a couple fights, which is not not good for Bellator. But I will say they do have some like. They have some top of the line, top uh, top tier talent, and they're starting to you know close that gap. It's going to be hard to close the gap with the UFC, but they you know Rafa Gonzalez is a stud in his own right. Danny Sabatello got a finish on this card. Um, Patchy Mix, dude, what a monster! What a monster! I mean, he might be. Do him and uh, Tatiana Suarez form the ultimate power couple in MMA? Do you think? Is that what's going on? Yeah, they've been together for a little bit. I, I don't know what other couple beats them. I mean. Roman Delize, uh, Sh- uh, Cheyenne Velismus? Uh I would take uh, Tiago Santos and Yana Santos, but uh, wow, Yana Santos <laughs> over Tatiana. <laughs> what about Mr. Gomez of the Michelle Water Gomez? Duo? No, thank you. Completely trolling, <laughs> though. Uh, when I say that, uh, I mean, listen, man, Patchy Mix. I mean, Rafael Stotts was the uh, the up and like the, the 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 hot new thing. It felt like after the Sabatello win, but. Yeah. I mean, Patchy Mix made quick work of him. Minute 20 seconds. Caught him with it. And now he gets uh, – that dude, that was so just – Slick. Picture perfect. Kai Kamaka um, another fight on that. Kai Kamaka got a win. But Patchy Mix is now going to get the Sergio Pettis and Pitbull winner to unify that belt. I think he beats both of them. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he struggles with either of them, honestly, especially Sergio Pettis. He hasn't fought in like two years. Uh, I don't think he has a chance against Pitbull, but – uh, who knows? Either way, man, he's he's dominant. He's one of the probably the best fighter they have. And Beltor's got some talent over there, man. With Usman Nurmagomedov and now Apache Mix, you know they got some young young fighters who are like you know killers now. Uh, then they still have guys like Aaron Pico who got a win on the main card. Uh, he won a decision. I think he beat the show. This guy. Uh, he's had a weird career. You know they they kind of rushed into the scene. And he got he got beat up a couple times, but he looked good. Alima Lake McFarland as a plus as plus money in in Hawaii. Come on, yeah. easy work. Um, yeah, I didn't even watch the fight, but yeah, Team Madero's got got uh your boy Charlie Leary out of there quick. Aaron um, Pico, uh, Alan, Alan oh, Cruz, be Bobby King. There it goes. Dropping it. things are just dropping. You're you. I know you were excited to see Davion Frank Brunel. Yeah, he called out Daniel Weichel. He called him a pussy, I think, or a bitch, or something. Nice. So that was <laughs> that was that was kind of cool. But yeah, other than that, I don't think there's really much. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about the Javante Davis Ryan Garcia fight. Something's uh, going on here, man, because my Xbox just turned on. And I didn't press anything, and uh, <laughs> I'm a little alarmed as there could be people behind me or something like that. But 
Uh, Elon Cruz, yeah, what a great warrior he is. I believe uh, the only thing I know him for is getting finished by Spike Carlisle uh, in the UFC. That, that'll That's do it. one of the things I remember. But, yeah, I didn't catch much of this Bellator card. I did watch the Apache Mex fight back because it was only a minute, 20 seconds, and I just wanted to see what led to the uh, finish. But, yeah, no, I did not catch this one uh, from Saturday night from Honolulu. I tuned over to the Gervonta Davis and Ryan Garcia fight. Uh, not really a close one. Uh, Ryan Garcia had his moments or portions of the fight, but that's to be expected when you're fighting Tank Davis, and yeah. he took him out. Seventh round, round like you seven. said. I, you know, I told everybody, John Liska, shout out to John Liska, he put in a, a seventh, seventh to twelfth round finish bet. Shout out to your boy. I had round seven. I had a couple other rounds, I think six and eight. Uh, yeah, man, I mean, he was setting him up to the body all night. It was it was kind of boring. Like, Javante Davis, I think, landed five strikes through the first two rounds, but he had won both rounds. <laughs> well, maybe I, he lost the first, but um, just, you know, he is very low volume. I think he, I think out of pretty much any, like, ranked or uh, active boxer, he lands or he throws the least amount of punches, which is insane to think of because he's one of the biggest names. So the fact that he throws the least amount of volume is is weird, but he also land he, he lands the most power punches. I think forty nine percent of the punches he lands are power punches. Insane amount. And also he has some of the just the best power. I mean, pound for pound, he fucking you know, he didn't even hit him with like a clean shot to the liver. It was kind of just like a, a a quick counter to the liver, you know? It wasn't one of those like where he dug deep and threw everything into it, like how Floyd Mayweather went to Arturo Gotti's body. It wasn't even like that. That's why I think a lot of people were kind of like taken off guard or because it just happened so like quickly and they didn't even really see it happen. He didn't really set it up. Uh, it just like it happened like on a, in the middle of an exchange. Uh, but yeah, Ryan Garcia, you know, uh, needs some work. Needs some yeah. work. He, he has a good hook, but the problem with him being a hooker, you know, Oscar De La Hoya was a hooker, but Oscar De La Hoya had a jab. Uh, Ryan Garcia doesn't really have a good jab. Uh, like he doesn't have a jab at all. It seems Javante Davis he doesn't throw his jab much either. But you know, I, I think it was like in the fourth, fifth, he threw it a couple times in it, and then uh, buckled Ryan Garcia's head. That power is just insane. But Ryan Garcia, man, you know, he, his hands are really quick, but he doesn't throw a, a straight. He doesn't throw a one or a two. He would be so much better if he just would come for because he is aggressive, uh, but he gets a little sloppy and and like clinching. He clinches a lot, but he it's its not even like smart clinching. It's kind of like he, he tries grabbing and punching at the same time. Just a lot of uh, – he's very green. He's a lot greener than I thought, honestly. Um, I think a lot of what happened was also, you know, the hydration clause might have played a factor. Whatever. I don't know. A lot of excuses that could be had. I just think he wasn't ready. And I think, you know, he wanted this fight – he wanted this fight down a weight class knowing he was going to have to move back – Back up to 140, where he's been his pretty much his entire career. Yeah, and um, I don't think he prepared for this fight very well, or his team didn't prepare him very well. I mean, you know, he pretty much attacked Tank, pretty much attacked him how he attacked Mario Barrios, and he finished in the same way. A tall, uh, a taller, skinnier fighter went to the body and dropped him, and uh, just you know, easy. Where he was winning all the rounds before that, usually Tank will give up some rounds. Rolly Romero was winning the fight before he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. That's, you know, I don't. Rolly's not a really good fighter, so. Yeah, not not impressed with Ryan Garcia. I mean, you know, I am glad he uh, took this fight because I mean, nobody else is taking these fights. Uh, Devin Haney and Lomachenko, they're getting in there, thank God. Shakur Stevenson can't find, a, find an opponent. So uh, a lot to look forward to in these divisions. My favorite division is 126, um, but you don't see much of them. People talking about Tank being the face of boxing, I think that's a little uh, 
too soon, but yeah. Also, nobody gave him a 10-8 round for that second round, which he landed a knockdown. One bo- one judge had a 10-10. That has to be an error, right? Uh, like, what, dude, what is that? I, I feel like they didn't, they had the golden boy fix, and they were like, wait, how do we get, how do we do this? Uh, he wasn't supposed, like, this, they got the script, and they were like, nothing said anything about him getting knocked down. So they were like, uh, 10-10, make, make something up. That's what, Make something up, yeah, literally. Make, make something up. <laughs> just fuck you. Like, how would that be a 10-10? You, basically, you're assuming that Ryan Garcia was up 10-8 or he was just winning the entire round, which he wasn't. But even at that point, you have to give somebody the round. 9-9. Nine, nine like, 9-9 nine, like nine would make much more sense, right? Because Ryan Garcia was up 10-9, he got dropped, so there goes. But what's 10-10? What is that? That, a that means one of them went to the bathroom and they said, I, <laughs> I, I didn't actually see it, so I'll just put a 10-10 down. Uh, absolutely. All. Steve Farhood, the ringside scorer, great at what he does. He, he's the only one who gave a 10-8 to, uh, to the tank, as I did. But, you know. Oh, did you see Kimbo Jr.? Uh, he, he got in there? No. Did he really? He lost, he lost to a TikToker. He got, he got knocked out. <laughs> okay. Well, good run. Poor, uh, poor Kevin Ferguson Jr. Walk, senior. Walk so. away, basically. How about yeah. that? Walk away. Maybe we see him next in uh, Game Bread, Game Bread Fighting Championship. Somebody needs to get out of Game Bread Fighting Championships. It's, it's, lots of people need to step away from that. But that was basically all that happened in the world of mixed martial arts and boxing and combat sports in general. Uh, we will have a, another episode later on this week. What do we have? I mean, we we, we kind of went through like this. Seventy two. Uh, yeah. What it's called? Yeah. Is that what the kids are calling it these I'm days? Throw up just thinking about this. But. <laughs> I do like the main event, but that's so, yeah. Song Yudong versus Ricky it. Simone is a quality fight and a nice main event. And I don't know how much I love it as, as a five rounder <laughs> or what I can what I hook I, you up on the co-main. Yeah, I mean, I, probably the, not. I'm probably going to take Ricky Simone here on uh, Tuesday, but I'm Song wow, Yudong at plus okay. money is nice. But yeah, the I like that. I do, you know, I'm a big Kayo guy. I love Kayo. So uh, him, Kayo Bahayo, Barrello, Hayo. Bahayo, yeah, uh, fighting Olajechuk. Uh, <laughs> He's a, a minus three forty, three fifty favorite against him, which is interesting. So interesting. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you this though. This kind of reminds me of the Rosa spot. If he stays standing. With Mr. Olkshaychuk, he has power. He fought. He fought at two hundred five. He's fought at one eighty five. I or maybe has he fought at one seventy, one eighty five? I thought he fought at light heavyweight before. Uh, but Olkshaychuk has fucking power. He's not the most technical, and obviously the path here is kind of obvious. Kyle can probably submit him quite easily. He doesn't really have much grappling or wrestling, uh, Mr. Olkshaychuk. But I think his nickname Hussar, dude. He is. He he can hit, and Kyle is striking. We've talked about it. Not great. So that could be an upset spot. I you know I don't know, but. That'd be yeah, interesting. I haven't decided yet uh, where I'm gonna, what losers I'm gonna pick this week, so that you people can fade them, uh, which is what you really I mean, should be doing until I, I show you otherwise. Uh, but that's why we're Mark stepping Budai. away from props this week, and we're going <laughs> to just attack these money line parlays. That is the new yep. addition, ladies and gentlemen. We will do some math. I will have a parlay c- machine cooked up here, ready to go. Yep. The hotbox parlay machine. Hotbox parlay machine, uh, 2.0. <laughs> So there's that. We have a uh, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, eleven, twelve. Yeah, one's dropped down. I, think I guess eleven, twelve, twelve, eleven. I don't Martin Budai, Jay Collier. Wow, that's a th- there's title implica- implications of that fight. So yeah, we lose the Budai fight, which was what we were all looking <laughs> oh, forward fuck. to. Oh fuck! I thought I lost the other fight. 
Oh, uh, no, you're right. I was thinking of something else. I don't know. This card's really disgusting, though. Uh, no, I don't Josh know. Quinlan, your I don't boy. know what we oh, lose. The honestly. guy on all the juice uh, is back. He's on. He, he was on that shit, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk. We'll, we'll let's save. Uh, the, well, this should be a quick one. That this is later on this week, but we'll talk about everything you need to know in all of the mixed martial arts and combat sports world. Uh, Ty, any parting words for the people? Uh, no, we do have Kelvin Gastel moving back to welterweight. That's the last bit of news, really. Uh, Sean Brady getting back in there. He's oh, probably yeah, going to get beat, beat to a pulp. That's not a good matchup for, honestly, <laughs> either one. But Yeah, uh, so I guess, you know, there will be blood. Yeah, who who, who would you say? I mean, uh, JDM, you think? I got to rock with JDM. I, I, you know, I've doubted him before. And, I, again, this is a huge step up. Sean Brady's, I mean, one of the strongest guys in the UFC, so. Uh, he gets him down. He gets a hold of him. It might be it, but dude, that boxing is legit. Kickboxing. He's got some submissions also we didn't even know about. So uh, that'd be a really good one. I don't want to root against John Brady, but I like both guys here. Seems like the ultimate test for both guys. That's a really uh, interesting and exciting uh, matchmaking by the UFC there. So I, I, yeah. I, I, I am looking forward to that. There's a lot of fights on the horizon that they're kind of making. And, you know, Yair Volkanovsky is locked in for. Uh, what's it called international fight week there's another one there's so many damn cards now dude it's kind of crazy like so there's Marino, so many fight nights uh, at the apex who's it started I, pantosia right yeah it, uh, we got figueredo staying at 125 like okay yeah, who's he fighting manel cop oh that's right that's right yeah no who do you like in that so we'll we'll see whose bloodlines are stronger i guess uh i think i i i have to take figgy but uh, I mean, you know, it's real. That's that's a big risk. You're fighting a guy who's who's also big for that weight class with really good power. Um, you know, at, at a weight that you really struggle making. So, I, I got to go with Figgy. But if Manel uh, cops in there at a plus number, big time plus number. I I'd, I might fire Manel. You know, listen, if Figgy comes in and misses weight, I think we're we're perfect. That's the that's the perfect time to take him. He misses weight, but the fight still gets to go. He he. Forfeits a little bit of money. That's fine. He comes in, uh, you know, bigger, easy win. Is it five rounds? No. I, God, I hope not. I mean, if it's I a main, it, was, it might uh, be a main event. Uh, yeah. Uh, Christ. On a fight night. I forgot about that. We do have a lot of fight nights at the Apex being made just almost every week. Yeah, this shit just pops up. That's why I'm just like, wait. Yeah, you know, what, what is this? What is that? Like, I just found out Bilal and uh, oh my Gilbert God. Is, yeah, it's a five-rounder, isn't it? Yeah, but also I, I just remember like, Sean Strickland is fighting. Oh, Who's he fighting? Um, uh, Abus Magomedov. Yes. <laughs> Abu- Listen, I kind of like that. Like you know, if you're going to make a main event and it's going to be like Jarzinho Rosenstreich against uh, Alexander Romanov, like I'd much rather see somebody like uh, like Abus, who's like a young prospect, but he blasted onto the scene, and maybe he's not really young, but he's a, you know he's he's young in the UFC, just got here, and he made a huge splash. In a division like 185, I, I'm all for it. I know he's, you know, I, this is his second fight, and he's in, he's going to be in a co-main, and he's going from fighting somebody at the very bottom of 185 to the very top. But I'm here for it, you know. We love Abu, so uh, Abu might on. smoke him, dude. <laughs> he might get like a main event. He might get a title shot right after. Like I, they're going to be knows? like, "Whoa, who is this guy?" People are going to be like, "Yo." What? Who's a boost? Like, get on the mic and start Didn't talking. Did a boost just shit. front kick someone? <laughs> yeah, it was um, 
Uh, was it Stoltzfus? No. Oh my God, it was Maybe somebody not. like that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> somebody at the very bottom. Now he's, now he's in a main event. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm still excited for it. Dana White came on the Twitter live on the UFC app or on the Twitter, uh, on the, their UFC's live Twitter, is what I meant to say. And he was like, got a bunch of breaking news. And we're like, oh, here it is. And he's just announcing these random middleweight main event fight nights. And we're like, what the fuck? What is this? I think Imabob's fighting Curtis. Um, what else? <laughs> I forget. Uh, Whitaker and um, um, who is it? Whitaker and what's his name? He just won. DDP. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, this is not the news that we well, really. I'm glad care he for. didn't do DDP and and Israel for the title. I, now I don't no. know when Israel's going to fight. But <laughs> but it's a number one contenders fight, so that's you know bad enough. He's going to get absolutely mollywhopped by. Uh, Robert Whitaker. I forgot that Brad Tavares had Drickus Duplessis flipping and flopping all over the uh, the octagon that one night. So the King of Africa, he calls himself. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he calls himself that. I mean, they keep doing that shit. So I, I wouldn't that I wouldn't be surprised by whatsoever. Uh, you know, he's a King of Africa, and he's gonna. You know, these guys talk shit back and forth. I'll be so like that'll be one of the biggest upsets in the history of mixed martial arts if DDP beats Robert Whitaker. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, I don't know about that. One but... of the biggest ever. <laughs> Ronda, get out of the way. Speaking of the Ronda, we got the Russian Ronda coming up. Russian but uh, Ronda, Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a bunch of other fights getting made. Molly McCann's getting, like, the the biggest layup of a fight she possibly could, even though the chick could armbar her. Against which I JSP? J, yeah. J, J, <laughs> the female JSP. Um, yeah, there's some, <laughs> Julia, Smith is, <laughs> Julia, the female GSP, Stolyarenko, <laughs> is getting back in there. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else to say. I think, I think oh, nothing man. else needs to be said. Another great but. time had by all <laughs> Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast <laughs> brought to you by the female GSP, Julia Stolyarenko, <laughs> and Ty Capone. My name is Matt McSweeney. We'll be back Friday or Thursday to talk about this card. It should be a nice brief episode to give you 10 picks of the 11 fights usually yeah, is what I'll, what I'll wind up losses. having. Seems like a lot of uh, uh, lopsided money lines. So there, somebody on this parlay will be my most hated guy of all time, and I will decide who that is uh, very soon. <laughs> and we will, we will figure that out on Saturday afternoon. So ladies and gentlemen, join us later on this week. We'll be back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Deuces.